to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. The tourists come over to chill on the beach. But they don't come over the hill where we sleep. We got nightmares and they got fantasies. No sanity, it's just insanity. My mommy hoping nothing happens to me. Everything cool, you know. See, we make big money moves. You see this? You see this? Hold on. Let me. No one bought it. Bust with the bar. I'm gonna throw the money because you know we got to clean it up afterwards, but I can keep it in my hands. Mm. See they saying twenties. But yo, listen to me, listen to me. Tell me when you don't see a hundred no more. I think you probably see a hundred. Yeah, that's a twenty dollar bill right now. But welcome back to the show again. Um, it's been a minute, it's been a while. Uh we have a very special guest in the building. That's um right. We have our usual suspects in the party next door. Well, not party next door, party in the backyard. Mm-hmm. We have PG Giovanni on the board. That's right, PG13, a.k.a. your favorite non-big, a.k.a. too many AKAs. Hey. I, I can put all AKAs in that today. <laughs> <laughs> also hitting the plane sign. And we also have Rakia. Hi. Hi. I'm mad that Rakia ain't got no AKA, though. <laughs> 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 you can't follow up 16 AKAs with Rakia. Oh, my God. AKA, I never like to use the microphone. So, you know what it is. It's the Negus of Nassau, St. Anton, Alexander, Lord Jalen Willard, bringing you another episode of Everything Cool mm. in the March, March of March. But we, right after March is coming a special moment. Because this going to come out at least before March over. Because when March is over and April come, you already know things are done because everything cool turns too. And we got a big whole like campaign rollout plan for that. So stay tuned. But mm-hmm. let us introduce our special guest. Please give your name, sir. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Jay, Jay Johnson. Mm. I am a podcast host, uh, one third of the Dollars and Cents podcast. I am the host of Frontier Finances, the financial show. So yeah, cool, much, yeah. cool, cool. I hope this ain't like you know a conflict of interest. You on like the competition? No, stuff. no, we good. We good. <laughs> <laughs> Collaboration over competition, man. Hey, that that's it. That's it. And plus, you get the bub over here, so it's like <laughs> you got to go where the money reside, right? Mm, where the money reside? Where the money reside? <laughs> so. Before we start every show, we mm. like to start off with the Bahamian word, phrase, or saying of the day. Mm. And we always like to give that to our host. Not our host. Yes. Our yes. guest. So whatever mm. you come up with, you could go with. Uh, so, you know, the Grammy is just gone. Mm. And I just was thinking, like, but it had been so dope, like, if a Bahamian win a Grammy. Uh-huh. And the first thing he said was, like, mother sick. Mm. Did we have mother sick already? Yeah, we. I think we I really feel like ha- y'all should have had Madasek, but Madasek is such a legendary word. Like we gotta say it again because Madasek could be like surprise. Madasek uh-huh. could be angry. Like you could fit Madasek in any situation. Mm. Actually, yeah, we did. Insert clip here. <laughs> <laughs> with the Madasek. No, I have a part. A next podcast called with Madasek. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Legendary, legendary. legendary. But, I think I think we should do an honorary one for today, especially for today. Or an honorary. Heyman saying for today should be uh-huh. busting with the bug. 
Bust them with the butt slabs. Slabs. <laughs> this is this, don't mm. mind. They playing with the monopoly money. Because the real money coming soon. Money coming, just like what Prophet Lawrence Roll always says. Money coming. <laughs> money cometh. But um mm. today, you know, in line with our theme for the year, you know, return of the mock. First, like, you know, in January, in January, we talked about, you know, um shooting your shot. Talk about Bahamian saying February we got Harrison Thompson to talk about mental health. Mm. But after the mental is the money. Yeah. Because my mind be on the money. See they say it? So <laughs> we have to talk, get financially literate. Because yeah. obviously we're in a pandemic. But it's certain things I feel like certain people could have done. We could have done as a people to sort of mitigate some of the effects of the pandemic. Mm. If we had a little bit financially planned a little bit before, like, you know, maybe saving up a rainy day. Because I know personally... um, if it wasn't for my savings and my credit union, mm. boy, I'd have been. Are you? Are, are you spitting now? Hard times. Who, who did you show for the credit union? So in 2017, right? Um, I started my financial literacy journey because I came back from school, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wait, I thought I could get a job, or in the U.S. and be straight, and then you know I could send money to my parents and everything would be yeah. straight." I realized that ain't the way. That's not how it works. So I had to understand how money works. So after like consulting with my father, who was a financial controller for like 30 years, mm. and like other, my best friend, mom, shout out to name is Raman, who also is a financial advisor. I was like, okay, so you have to build wealth by, you don't, you can't save yourself to wealth, but mm. you have to invest, you have to do certain things. And because, you know, every jurisdiction is a little bit different. Yeah. I had to see how that is in the Bahamas. I can then go and say you could buy stocks and bonds and all these different what's things. Not, yeah. But it's, 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 it's similar tools you could use from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, but it's a little bit different. Yeah, they, everything, I feel like mm-hmm. everything would look the same, but like you said, they work a little different. So our stocks over here, that's physics or, mm-hmm. the, or the Bohemian Stock Exchange or what's not. Mm-hmm. We do have our version of like Wall Street, mm-hmm. but it isn't as active. As Wall Street. So when, when people be like, oh, the Dow, the stock market going up? No. Mm, okay. Cable Bahama shares ain't really moving like that mm. or nothing like that. So we have our versions of it. It just ain't as exciting as, as the States, I guess. Okay. So, Mr. Johnson, mm. how do I become a millionaire in the Bahamas? Um, well, you run for government, you win your seat, mm. and then you. Mm. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Put your hand in the cookie jar. <laughs> you know, maybe we can leave that right there. <laughs> uh, being a millionaire that that takes a lot of strategy and small moves i think i feel like it's learning the systems that we have in place and then learning how to work those systems okay you know so, so okay so what i learned about when i became financially literate and i also mm-hmm. was had the opportunity to work on the get money smart campaign oh, okay central, central bank, bank. Yeah, yeah, what they did like two years ago. And I was like, I feel like people didn't really pay attention to that no. like they should. But what I learned in my early financial literacy journey was first you got to like, you know, clear your debt. Yeah. Then you start trying to save. Like you saw the debt of your money, like 50, 30, 20. Like you use 50% of your income on your expenses, whatever. Mm. 30 to save and 20 to invest. That's the that's the like the number I yeah, use. Percent. Yeah, that's just the basic yeah. like basic rule of thumbs. Like okay, fifty um, 
break it up in ratios like that, or it's like the rule of 100, whereas um, how far you are from 100, that's how much years you should be investing in and things like that. Mm. But I feel like while you have basics, everyone's financial position different. Mm. So you got to understand like where you at with it and then know where to get it from okay. or where to start from. Because say, um, like you say, clear out your debt. Mm. If a person don't have no debt, then they could really skip that skip mm. that portion. Or it's like if a person's still living at home, they don't really have that much expenses. So they are 50. Mm. Don't really have to be 50. It could be 20 and things like that. So it's like understanding where you are with your finances and then going from there. Okay. So what do you say? Okay. So after like doing that ratio and I was mm. like, what do I invest in in the Bahamas? What can mm. bring me a return? That's how I got introduced to the credit union. But I want you to tell the viewers what's the importance and the difference between putting your money in a credit union versus a commercial bank. Okay. So the, di the difference is a huge difference because with commercial banks now, they use the word interest. Mm. So technically, they do pay interest, but the interest isn't anything at all. Mm. So you get like point, point one or something like that on your basic saving, savings account. So mm. no matter how much money that you have sitting in there, you can have a million dollars sitting in your basic savings account and you rarely get any interest. That's, that's one thing. With the credit unions, they are smaller financial institutions, whereas they, they actually offer interest. Now, I think the highest interest rate right now might be a four um a four percent yeah. at one of the credit unions. Yeah. So that's a significant difference from just your basic commercial bank. And that interest plays a part, whereas in your savings, it actually grows. Okay. Interest interest means that they get they give you money for banking with them or having your money stored there. Because ultimately all these institutions use your money to make money. Mm. So you get a piece of their profit back. Mm. So I'll use the example. Um, I ain't call no names because I still bank with banks, but um, the bank would have your all your bub. You put you just put your slab in the wait, bank. Wait, stop. Hold on. Slap it down. You put yeah. you put that whole thing in mm. the bank, uh -huh. and they lend that out to um, let's say Rikia, yeah. and they charging Rikia 20 percent, but they only giving you point one percent of that twenty percent. What they they say what they charging her. Mm. Whereas with the credit unions, the credit unions charge that same twenty percent. But they give you four percent out of that mm. for the, for your money that you're using. So you actually see more, and your money grows faster with the credit union. Yeah, and indeed it did because, like I say, boy, I want to shout out my credit union, Bahama Islands. I love y'all, Miss Porter, Miss um, <laughs> I feel with the next lady name. I love all y'all because y'all know my face. I was, mm. when I was working, I was coming there. That's what I used to do, right? What let's say. Let's say, yeah, let's say I make, I'm going to just throw a figure out there. Let's say I make five grand a month. Yeah, don't tell them all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's make, I say I make five grand a month. Every something, month, something like I used to take 20% of that and put that there, right? And don't mm -hmm. touch it. And I was doing that for a sort of like three years or whatever to where it's like, you know, it's building up, building up, building up, mm -hmm. building up. Or I might put more than the 20% and take some out when I needed to go on a, like a trip or something like mm -hmm. that. So that really helped me like manage my money. And then, you know, um, something I also came across was making an initial investment in a mutual fund. Yes. So yeah. tell us, tell us, because I heard y'all talk about that when, let, not let, not let out, the, um, the investor, investor, the Titan yeah, funds. Yeah, the out. Titan fund. Yeah. So if I have to use an example, a mutual fund is like a, a combo hmm. when it comes to stocks. 
or invest in. So you get, with a combo, you get your fries, your burger, your shake, or whatever. Mm. Mutual fund is all of those things together in one. So they, they take your investment and they put piece over here, piece over here, piece over here, and, that, and you doing that with other like-minded people that invested in the same fund. So yeah, me, my money, your money, Ricky money, and everybody money go into this one fund, mm. and they invested in all these different places, and then they pool all the interest. So you would get a piece of that interest. I would get a piece of the interest. The fund would get a piece of that interest. That's how they would do it. And each fund would invest in different things. So you have like, um, it ranges from safe, medium to risky. That means like a safe um, investment, government stocks and bonds, things like that. Then it'll be medium, more so like our stock market. Then it'll be risky. Mm. So it'll be like global and USD funds, whereas you could get more um, interest or you could get more return, but it's a lot more risk. So you can learn, you can lose or what's not. Mm-hmm. So mutual fund is just a pool of your money is spread across the pool of investments. Okay. Yeah. And that's like, I have a very interesting story about that because like, a, like when I was going to my father and asking him like, you know, cause everybody want to be rich, but no, no, most people don't know how to. Yeah. And we believe it involves getting a high paying job and participating in consumerism, which it's clearly like the complete opposite. <laughs> but, you know, I remember, mm. I don't even know. I think I heard about a mutual fund. I asked him about it and he directed me to shout out Leonard Bahamas, my mutual fund. Y'all, y'all get plenty shout outs. Now I want y'all, you know, put a little ad on the thing and we can play the thing, you know? See that you mm. see it? But, you know, um, I remember I went to their office and my dad went with me and they was telling me like, okay, this is what your mutual fund. So if, you know, you could, your initial investment can be this, and then you could tack on yeah. this by this per month or, you know, whatever the arrangement may be. So I was like, okay. So then when I, around a little bit before that, so I did the credit union. Mm. Before I did the mutual funds, I did, I sort of invested in a little bit of crypto. Yeah? Yeah. So I got, I bought into this cryptocurrency called ZooCoin. Like, they were selling it. When I got into it, it was like one... 25 at the time and i think today there's ten dollars per coin and i have like 500 coins mm. so like you know i think I, I remember that coin yeah mm. so and cryptocurrency was a hot topic in 2017 and it died out in 2018 2019 and sort of had a little bit re-emergence with bitcoin in the latter part of 2020 like what's your opinion on because there is is people that Really for it, and then there's yeah. others really against it because it sort of goes against the traditional. Tradition, yeah. yeah. I feel like with traditional finance and banking, it, it's not like we we used to certain things. We used to like you say mutual funds. We used to savings. We used to investing hmm. in basic things: stock, real estate, gold, oil, things like that. So hmm. it, what, like as we progress into a digital age, now you have a digital currency, and nobody could really predict. Like how the currency would go, because like you say, it was hard in 2017, and then it take a dip, and now we see like I wouldn't say a, a reemergence, but we see that it picking up with Bitcoin reaching new heights. But Elon Musk tweeting about it. Um, mm-hmm. so for me, I I honestly believe in it because mm-hmm. you can't deny the impact that it has, and now we see that we are moving into a digital world. Mm-hmm. So with a digital currency or cryptocurrency only makes sense. I do feel like it's a risk because it's still in the beginning phases. Mm-hmm. So while some people are winning right now, we do know people that would have lost yeah. millions of dollars just by poor investments or like selling too early or things like that. So it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a risky because it's still 
um, developing, but you can't deny the fact that it, it is real. So would you say, because I always felt like the financials and two institutions were initially against it because they didn't understand it. And now you see the rollout of like sand dollar, mm. uh, where it's like, okay, yeah, uh, we was against digital currency, but we wanted to wait to develop our sort of own mm-hmm. mechanism to deploy to say, okay, we with yeah. the new now, digital. See, the difference with that uh-huh. is with crypto, crypto is like um, an investment. So your crypto, your cryptocurrency could go up. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could have your, uh, your zoo coin could be worth more two years from now, but it could lose value with sand dollar. That's one for one. So mm-hmm. you could you could have your sand dollar for twenty years. You have twenty sand dollars, so twenty sand dollars. Okay, so explain to me and for those who don't know, what is a mechanism like sand dollar and its comparative um, peers and things like that? Okay, so what what's being explained to sand dollar is being rolled out uh, to help those um, islands where there aren't any banks. Okay, we, we know that. Um, commercial so that's banking. the primary reason? Not not only the primary reason, but just um, okay. like tech, techno, give me the word, technological. Technological. Yes, yeah. exactly. So we know, we know that um, paper money is becoming like um, old right now. So mm-hmm. we're trying to, they're trying to move forward with technology, mm-hmm. with sand dollar. Um, if you have Apple Pay or Google Pay, things like that, mm-hmm. it works similar like that. Whereas like once you have your digital wallet, mm-hmm. you don't have to have physical cash. And with that, you don't need a bank or ATM on an island that already pulled out. So they still have options of doing their banking where they, they can make a deposit, they can make a withdrawal, but it's all digital. Whereas, okay, for you to get money, you got to ship it, um, find an ATM, fill up the ATM, and then find a bank to go down there. So it still gives you access to a bank without a physical bank. So do you think in the near future, which obviously... Um and this has been going on since I feel like the last recession, like mm-hmm. in 09, where more things are becoming digitized and there's less brick and mortar mm-hmm. establishments. So you, do you foresee in the future, we live in a Bahamas, let's say within the next 10 to 15 years, where we don't have no more commercial banks, but we have more digital mechanisms that allows us to bank online? I don't see the, I don't see the commercial banks going away because... You need the you you need the bank even if even if you have digital currencies there are st- still people that prefer another option mm. but I feel like in the next ten years like it'll look completely different so as um, the whole traditional you go in there you go stand on the line and you wait two hours depending on which bank you go in um, to make your deposit like things are looking super different mm-hmm. um, shout out to uh, well I ain't shout out nobody but well you can <laughs> shout them out. <laughs> Um, shout out to Scotia because okay. Scotia and Bob they have this AT. Sco- Scotia actually is my bank of choice. You yeah. know, yeah. So- I want a promotion from you <laughs> right on this TV because mm. I got like must be like three cards with Scotia. Yeah, but Scotia is it, well, they just get it now. But it's like you can just put your money in, no envelope. Just put yeah, your money yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, the new they ATM. count the money in, yeah. and then that's automatic on your card. Before they used to have to deposit it, hold it for like two days. And then you get your money. So like that makes it easier where you don't have to go into the bank at all. Things that like different apps where Amplus, their new card, you don't even have to swipe. It just touch. Hold on. Actually, I got it right here. Hold on. <laughs> you, got the, you got it? Yeah, right. I tell you, I just bank with Scotia for real or not. So yeah, it's this new MasterCard. Yeah. Yeah. See, so with that, you don't even have to yeah. swipe. Like you could just tap the machine mm-hmm. and pay things like that. So you don't ever have, you don't never have to go inside. Whatever. Oh. 
Oh, <laughs> 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 we can we can blur that out. <laughs> you don't even have the money on that card. That's yeah, why. We, that's we why. Ain't nothing that you a dead broke. <laughs> he got the bubble. <laughs> His money ain't reaching. Listen yet. for them, for them. I ain't speaking that on me, but you know, <laughs> yeah. But um, yes. So I don't, I don't, uh, I don't see commercial banks going away, but I, I do see it looking completely different from what it is now. No more in branch deposits or none of that. Like, like completely different. I feel that. I feel that. So, um, you brought up the point of government bonds, and mm. people sort of hear constantly about like stock, stock, stocks because whether you know, even though. A lot of people wish they could participate in the New York stock market or mm. the Chicago stock market or any other international stock markets. So they only understand stocks, but not many people understand like government bonds. Mm. And that's something that I too have recently, well, actually during the pandemic, I bought some uh, when they had an uh, offering back in August. Okay. Because I was always, because I, I had like from 2017, I had a checklist of things I wanted to do financially. I wanted, Buy some stocks. I wanted to get a mutual fund. I wanted to open up a credit union, buy cryptocurrency, and then like my plan for before the pandemic, my plans for twenty twenty was to like start purchasing real estate. Mm, okay, and okay. then you know, um, you want to roll, yeah, and then also securing my intellectual property. Oh, that's deep. so that so you know, so all of that was I I had these goals like all right, I'm when I get this money, I'm gonna do this. Then I can do this and then do this and do this because it's like, you know, when you've been, before we go into the government bonds part, mm -hmm. when you've been financially deprived, because we, I agree with Rakia, we will not speak broke over our no, lives. No more brokenness. No, no we, we, it was never broke. Only objects get broke. Exactly. We, we human beings. So hey, when man, we was financially hey, deprived, mm -hmm. and especially me, I was like, I never want to feel this feeling again. Mm. And I was like, Yo, you got to understand how money works. Yeah. And be like, all right, let me do the certain things to secure myself long term. And going to securing yourself long term, tell us about government bonds. Okay. So government bonds is how it works. If the government has a new project or anything like that that they want to do, instead of them hitting a treasury, they would have a bond offering. Mm. So if they want to do a, build a road or any type of projects, a new building, they have a bond offering. They raise that money in that bond and they complete the project. And then over time, you get paid interest mm. on, your, on the money that you inject. And then after your term is expired, you get your money back. So okay. that's the way the government uses to raise money. So it's pretty secure, whereas you know the government going to pay you back. Mm -hmm. And it's, you, you get interest depending on, depending on how amount. much you invest yeah. and then how long you do a bond for. Mm -hmm. Then you get um, interest paid. I think it's semi-annually. So that's like twice yeah, a year. I, I got my semi-annual payment, I think in December or January. I yeah. saw it come on Mega. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's like one of the most safest and guaranteed investment products that we have over here because you know that the government will pay you back. Mm. And then they, they offer it. Like I said, they offer it if they have any projects or any roadworks that they need to do. Instead of them trying to go into treasury mm. to say, okay, or top NIB, like you're like, we need to borrow a couple hundred million. Mm. They'd have a bond offering and then use the money from there. Okay. So with that, and we talking about all this investment talk, most mm. people would be like, well, do I see a quick return of profit? 
No. Or with not, anything. Now that's a, okay. that's the thing with, in, mm. with investing. You have to go in the mindset that this isn't for today. Mm. When you invest, you have to understand that that that's that's a long term process. That's like working out. Mm. You can't just go into the gym one day and then go hop on the scale and be like, yo, like, I 10 pounds lighter. Like, no, after you got to put in the work, your money got to put in the work, time and consistency. That, so that means you can't take it out then put it back in, take it out, put it back in. So you got to sit there and let it rock. So I was explaining to one of my boys one time. He was like, I was trying to tell him, you know, about financial literacy and putting mm. money up. And he was like, so you got to act like, man, that's just money. I Like, you know, I just throwing away or hiding or whatever. I said, yep. you can't really look. I wouldn't look at it like that because I always would say, understand, it's just like, you know, I'm really in the farm. It's like you planting a seed. Mm. Yeah, you can get fruit from it today, but when I get to a big tree and you're yeah. sitting under that and they're giving you shade and fruit and sustenance, like you're going to like it. And it ain't going to be, it ain't going to happen in months or even years. It could take a while, but when you finally get it, you're going to be happy that you made that choice. Yep, like you, you got to have that patience with it. Mm. Patience and let that tree or that money tree grow. That's good. That's good. That's good. So we're talking about all this financial talk. What do I need to do to make my first investment? To make your first investment, I usually use um, the acronym SBI. Mm. So SBI stands for savings, budgeting, and investing. Mm. So there's this guy. Y'all, I guess everybody can look him up when he when y'all get a chance. But it's Dave Ramsey, okay. and he has like a seven steps to financial freedom or what's not. But one of his first steps is you save a thousand dollars, and that that would be your emergency fund. So when once you start once you start focusing on saving, there are different there are different tricks that you can use to save. Where whether you set up a standing order on your salary, so they just automatically deduct that, and or something like that, or you just mentally like put it away and then forget it. Mm-hmm. That's savings. The way to, the a better way to save is to put yourself on a budget. Now, certain people feel like budgeting is is a restriction, but. That ain't really how it works. Budgeting is just you telling your money what to do mm-hmm. before your money tell you what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. So instead of my money saying, hey, I want to go this place, I'm like, no, you go in to this account or you go in there. So budgeting is just a tool for you to basically show your money who in charge. So once you get your savings and your budgeting together, that would show you how much you can invest. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you live in from paycheck to paycheck, you really don't have no space to invest. So you can't be out here saying you want to invest in mutual funds when you don't even have money for groceries because you don't really have a set budget. Mm-hmm. So I feel like saving, savings and budgeting, once you go get those two first, that puts your priorities in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back with you on another side of cool. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is your favorite daddy, Lord Jalen Willard from Everything Cool. And this episode is sponsored by uh, Nobody. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Everything Cool, feel free to email us at theoriginalpeoplenetwork at gmail.com. Or you can slide in our DMs on Instagram at the Original People Network or on Facebook, the Original People Network. Now back to your scheduled programming. All right. So we're back. This is very has been a very riveting conversation. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank Jay for coming on again. So we don't talk about these numbers and these geeky things. I hope y'all <laughs> been, you know, 
the geeky dance. The geeky dance. I hope y'all been, you know, staying with us so far and being, you know, just influenced to, even though we're in a pandemic. Actually, we need to start with that. So we said all those different things. Now, how do we make those things apply in a pandemic or a recession? Because we technically, the health crisis is a recession, was well, is a pandemic, but we are actually in a recession. So how do we scoop ourselves out of that? Applying those what we what we just spoke about. Okay, applying the budget to living in the Panasonic. Okay, mm-hmm. I like how you said that. <laughs> no, the, 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 no, 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 and what we can live without. So it's like certain going out, certain things or certain events that were gone, we didn't really miss. Mm. And then it's like, okay, we we know that, hey, we could we could eat at home or things like that. So I feel like keeping those things that we learned in place. Mm. So we know that, hey, Bamboo Shack was closed for two weeks at a time. I can live without a tire snack. Matter of fact, I learned how to make my own tire snack in the air fryer. Mm. That, saved, that saved me my five. How much a tire snack is now? Probably like $7 or something. Flip. That saved me exactly. Oh, Ricky, and I like seven. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. See that? So okay. you you you. So those little savings and thing add up. So now you now you actually know what you can live off. Now you can adjust your different budget categories. Hey, I had this much on eating out. I don't need to spend that much on eating out. That could go to my mutual fund. Like how you say you was putting something on your mutual fund, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, hey, um, I know that. My car, I don't really drive or in that much places to go. So we don't need that much gas. Our gas budget could cut down or what's not. So I feel like just paying, paying attention and then uh, making those adjustments to what's important or what's necessary and then going from there. Because I feel like COVID really show us what's really essential. I feel that. So because like what, what also happened too, um, a lot of new businesses were started during the exactly. yeah, that's another thing. pandemic too. Like, you know, shout out the pizza bay. Um, mm-hmm. shout out my good friend Fries with Benefits. What it is, Fries with Benefits? Yeah. I'm a, actually That's dope a, as hell. Yeah, I'm an ambassador for them. So I, I need to check them out. Yeah. Shout out Raquel. Raquel, you can't say I never do nothing for you. <laughs> Yo, that's that, that name so fire. Fries yeah, with benefits. Yeah, fries with benefits. Um, who else? Oh, curbside rockers. I was I, I was at um Bahama Bistro. Mm. This like this weekend, right? And I was like, but they about to be fire when you see things about to be enormous. Y'all yep. built a whole brand. Y'all built a whole brand during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, where, where we had limited interaction. So y'all about to be fire when things about yeah. to be normal. And I remember I told, I think, yeah, I was talking to Daria when I was checking out the eyes of Bahamian. They had a pop-up thing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I saw that. And I was telling them, I was like, but they about to be fire when you see things about to be normal. Right? Yeah, but, but like, you know, when is the when is the worst times is the best times for innovation? Yeah, that's the it's thing. Like, that's like trying to trying to pivot and really pay attention to what you could do or what you or what moves you could make mm-hmm. and what's not. Mm-hmm. So balling on a budget. Mm-hmm. Because we, we know we like the floss. We like to look good. You know, I always been I don't want to say I've been cheap, but I always very frugal, uh, very yeah, frugal. Minimal, minimalistic. You know, mm-hmm. I always 
like if I go in the store, I look go ex- immediately for the sales rack. Yeah, and I find so much interesting things on the sales rack. Or like when you shopping on online and yeah. you do from low to high. Yeah, switching from low to high, so you yeah. get the low prices first. Yeah, because it's like people like with especially I think I get away with it because I'm such an artsy person. Mm. So like I'll get something like <laughs> out of the way. Like okay, like these shoes. People is like, wait, where you get these shoes from, mate? And I was like, bro, they was on sale drip. And I was like, wait, I saw these and no people be like, wait, these look weird, mate. But I was like, wait, these fresh, dog, and these mm. cheap too. Just make it work. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, mm. but it's like, you know, I always had that mindset or like when I was living away, Walmart got they special, but I ain't got to get necessary, get Kellogg's conflicts yeah. or whatever. Like, wait, make it work <laughs> or make, learn how to make it from scratch or something. So tell it. Advice to people how to ball on the ball, how to floss on the ground mm. with your $10 shoes, $20 jeans, and probably $5 shirt. <laughs> $5 shirt. Say, mm. You got you to set, you gotta set that on the mic. mic. You need a mic for that one. <laughs> Style is pretty much how you wear it. It isn't what you spend. Because mm. if we look at those Yeezys and these things that are coming out, honestly, uh-huh. they're really not that attractive. But they're just popular and people spend their money What's the on name it. on it? I could wear Zara and look hella fly. Mm. Look way better mm. than half these expensive brands you see out here. So it's really how you look, how you dress, your attitude and your confidence. And not all that money you spend in unnecessarily. So I'm going to spend $10 and look like a million bucks. Mm. I agree okay. with that sister. Preach! Preach! Church, <laughs> yeah. So go ahead, uh, Um... <laughs> She pretty much said it. And then mm. I feel like it's it's making sure that your decisions make sense. So if mm. you if you purchase in a high um a high price object, make sure the quality match up. Mm. So that another inve- another word, but it, it could be a good investment. Uh-huh. Like um what do we used to say, clocks? Yeah. Everybody, everybody used to like clocks, clocks, clocks like for 10 years, but the clocks, right? exactly. Like I had, a, yeah. I had, I just showed a pair of clocks that lasted 10 years for true. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you, if you got to go high, make sure that it's worth the investment and then, and then pay attention to key pieces. Mm. So if you, if you, if you are the type that say, okay, you know, you like jeans or what's not like oh. buy a good um quality jeans and things like that. And then pay attention to tips and tricks, like find a tailor. Mm. Find a tailor because you could you could buy a, a pants on sale and it might be a little too big. Mm. You go to tailor in a grove, five dollars. Pants slim fit, fire. Cool. So it's it's like paying attention. It's paying attention to what you actually like mm. and what you can do, and then just find other ways to adjust it and things like that. Go ahead, Ricky. You know what someone once told me. Mm. Um, and this goes for people that likes fashion and likes clothes and they mm. were like whenever you get a paycheck or whenever you get like money or income use a small portion of that and buy one piece of clothing with that paycheck and then when you get the next paycheck buy another piece and then so on and so forth and as time goes by within a month time within two months three months you would realize you built your entire closet up with not having to spend or splurge so much money. yeah and i think that was Probably like one of the. I need to start doing it. <laughs> like, like break it up. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I I um do or what's not is pregame. Mm. And I know for people that go go out, I give you this example. A baller a baller Jack Daniels is <laughs> what 30, 30 to thirty two dollars. Right. Yeah. But Jack Dan- a, dr- a cup of Jack Daniels is like eight to ten dollars. Yeah. So you could get three drinks for thirty dollars. When you could just buy a bottle for 30 and get like four, five, six, or how much ever you pour it. Mm-hmm. So it's like pay attention to things like that. Mm-hmm. 
Man, follow us for more drinking tips. <laughs> for more drinking and fashion tips. Exactly. Follow us. I ain't like one thing what I used uh, to like do. Uh, I used to say this even before I actually saw this. Um, Jay Z came out and he said, "Well, I saw him say it was a quote by him." But I used to say this before he said it too. If you can't afford something twice, you can't buy it. No, if you can't pay for something twice, you can't afford it. Mm, Sorry. Yeah. To me, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of people used to go away to school and stuff like that, and they had to drop out because they couldn't pay the bill too. Yeah. And I'm like. If it was me, I'd have been paying tuition twice, paying board twice and stuff like that. And if I couldn't pay for it twice, I wouldn't have gone. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? I think that makes sense to me, too. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I want, and, uh, Sorry to cut you off, but another right. tip that's that's low-key genius, but we don't really do it no more is lay away. Now, do they, can we still lay away? You, st- you, st- you still can do lay away, but okay, so right now, what's popular is the reverse. So it's credit. So whereas you buy it on credit, and then you owe the, you owe the people... Uh-huh. So if you wanted to buy those tennis, you buy those on credit. Say there was $100. You buy it on credit. You get it. Now, you not only have to pay $100, but you have to pay the interest. And the interest is 18%. Whereas on layaway, you put, what, $30 down. You break it up. And then over, say, um, four to six months, you put $10 a week or something like that. And you get your, you get your tennis debt-free. And you only pay $100. Mm-hmm. So it's like things like that, like, um, I think we, we just have to take the pride out of it. Once we take the pride out of it, you could really be balling. But that's exactly like, what I was gonna say. Um, qu- yeah. I was no, I was gonna say it's pride because yeah. you could even shop with food stamps. I, I just I, I just take gonna advantage say that. of food stamps. Like, in fact, I was on the line and th- it was the elder guy in front of me, and I don't know if he looked at me and pitied me or whatever, but he gave <laughs> me like this long roll of stamps, and mm. I literally was in my glory. Like I was so freaking happy. I'm like, dude, thanks. Mm. Literally, thank you. If you don't want mm. them. Just call me. I'll come for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but I didn't even know, like, you could still lay away things because of, like you said, the whole credit and credit card system. Yeah. Or whatever. To where it's like, okay, if you can't, like, credit card and financing is a new term now. Where yep. everything you could finance, you could finance this table. You could finance this TV. You could finance this chair, these shoes. Okay, like, even your phone now. Okay, yep. if I want a new iPhone, I could pay the uh, deposit on it and then and then pay it down yeah and then, but you know I don't really I always like to buy my things alright like I don't never like to pay no installment and the interest mm. like if I can't buy it all at once right now I ain't want I ain't want it I can just save until I have enough and then go ahead mm-hmm. so you know um, but switching from that so living on a budget now we often have debates in the Bahamas where mm. We clown people for still living at home at certain ages and wanting to ha- and indulge into certain activities and things like that. What's your thoughts on that? What certain activities are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> certain activities? What certain so, activities? Growing adult activities. But, uh, but you know, I, that comes up with in the course of what we can get to next on dating on a budget. But mm-hmm. living on a budget, um, you know. What people, most people don't realize is in the most in the Bahamas, most people live in a house that contains more than five people. Yeah. And it's multi-generational too. So like, you know, it's a rarity when you see somebody actually be in a financial position to where they can rent or own their own place of living. Yeah. With that, I every everybody's situation is different. Like for me, I came from one of them houses where it was like it was good much people in the house. Mm-hmm. So my decision to move out was more so for comfort. Mm-hmm. Like you're like I I feel like I had the at the point now where I want my own space or mm-hmm. just 
I wanna I wanna be move move at a certain level of comfort. So that's why I moved out. But mm. if you if you able to live at home comfort comfortably, then I would I would suggest like it's up to you and your financial position. I I'm in the financial position now, whereas okay I could afford to own my own place, pay my bills or what's not, and still have something left over. A lot of a lot of persons they can't because like what the average rent is like six fifty to eight hundred. Mm. So you know like hey that's that quality of life really ain't gonna be quality because all you living to do is pay rent. You can't enjoy your home. You can't keep the lights on in your home. Your wife, you can't even afford data mm-hmm. for your phone to beat while you're home. So does it really make sense to own your own space when you could just stay at home? So it's really weighing out your options because comfort is one thing, but how much you paying for comfort? Mm-hmm. Because if you stressed out and all of that just to maintain this, then I don't really know if that's comfortable. So why is it so frowned upon to still live at home? I feel like that's that's just society changing the goalposts and things like that because they can make fun of you if you live at home, but then they can make fun of you if you broke. <laughs> yeah. Like, I always use this analogy, like, uh-huh. in school they used to clown on you if you was a nerd, mm-hmm. and now they clown on you if you can't read. So it's like, they society always going to change your goalposts. Yeah. But you, I, I say you can't keep up with the Fergusons. Don't mind the Fergusons. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like you have to know what you could do. And your financial position is yours. So if you know that your goals are, okay, I need to save because I try and invest or I try to own a house. Your mommy only charging you two fifty. Hey, hey little JJ. Hey little Kish Kish or whatever. Um put some put something on the cable and that's, that's what it. I've been having to do. Bro. Exactly. <laughs> like like hey, put something on the cable. Yeah. A hundred dollars or what's not, and that's it. Whereas if you moved out because hey, you wanna walk around naked, you gotta you gotta pay $800 plus lighting cable. So now, like, you're losing out. Mm. So in the longer run, that, that kind of push you back further. Yeah, I think, because this argument always comes up on mm. Twitter, and then we always have these brokey fights yeah. for a week. <laughs> and it's like, it's like 80% of Bahamians don't have more than $1,000 in their bank account. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then 80% of Bahamians can't really afford to live on by themselves or, you know, Participate in every financial freedom that is possible, and and see, and that's another thing. So, so at what point do you say, okay, this doesn't make sense? It gotta make sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, go from, <laughs> go from, yeah. No, you were saying that mo- uh, most of them, most oh, of. Oh, I said most, most young persons are like. We said Bahamians. Well, yeah. Bahamians are technically living on their own or like living with partners. And I would call that shacking up. But majority of them are like falling short or becoming delinquent on like their loans and mm. their responsibilities. And I think what a lot of them don't realize is that it just looks bad on your credit. Mm. And I mean, like you said, it's, it's one thing to try and keep up. But I think you should just literally be true to yourself, be true to your financial situation and Make sure you have like that internal piece because going out there and following on Instagram, but then you going home and you eating dry, not even a toasted bread, but just bread mm. out the packet and butter just to keep up with whoever on Instagram. That's like actually a pretty sad life. Mm. I would rather mm-hmm. be home with my parents, but comfortable and could afford things than to be trying to keep up. But I flat broke mm-hmm. behind the scenes. I feel like people need to take the pride out of finances. Because mm-hmm. um, if you if we look at whoever we would deem the richest people in the world, you would never look at them and be like, you're like you super fresh or like you're oh, yeah. like, or what's not like you what you wouldn't know their wealth until, until they time. tell you. But then yeah. it, there isn't there isn't a pride in that. You, I feel like 
sometimes we get caught up in trying to prove that we have money. Yeah. That we ultimately lose money. Mm. And it's like the focus should be on retaining and growing your wealth yeah. as far as proving your wealth. Yeah. Your wealth is silent and power is silent, bro. Like, you know. But on to that. So dating <laughs> on a budget. Uh, that we, I don't know. Y'all say this the dating part. We done do the whole dating show. Mm. Reunion coming soon. We just Bounce. need to. <laughs> we just need to record a couple of other stuff. Yeah. Contestant. <laughs> what this is? Well, you need to come and find your love to dating show. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, we, we can reach out to you. So, um, so dating on a budget because you know that's another hot topic in the last couple of months. So, mm-hmm. and that involves okay, who could do what? Whether it be fifty fifty and uh, it was a high value man and uh, this that and that. So, give it to us. Mm. <laughs> All right. So you went to were you with the splitting? Split. <laughs> okay, so she your So give us your take financial advice. Um, my take on it is F-A, F. He's the F. A. Now <laughs> I, I always tell people, sh- um, show up, show up, and get this right. Okay, so uh-huh. I like I've I've encountered women and just in conversation, like I know I can't afford you. I That's know I have be too, bro. And, and that ain't no that ain't no slap on me because yeah. like I confident myself, but I just off, yeah. like just based on the conversations I. And your expectations, I know I can't afford you, so like, I don't even I don't even go in that go in that realm. You know what I just do? Uh, the women I can't afford, I just make them my best friends, bro. So I still live off. So like vicariously, vicariously, like it's I just be like, wait, I um, but let me get cool with you because I yeah. let me get in that door. Hey, best friend, uh, I'm like, all right, uh-huh. cool. Yeah, but, but it's I, like you know. Now all them women who watching the show, <laughs> they don't <laughs> know. Oh, they don't know. Okay. <laughs> just give away your secret, bro. That's what he been doing. Yeah, because because see see why you do that is right. Now she don't have no expectation of you to be her mind, but she was still willing to bring you around because she like, mm-hmm. are you cool enough? Yeah, you I come with you to hang or whatever. So it's like when you get around, now you start starting to figure out. Okay, that's how. She get influenced with this and that and that. That's why we got, you know, the lovely Rakia with us now. <laughs> you, you, you realize she was she was out of your, your bracket, so you just had no, to no, see, no, see, when you have very powerful women, mm. you don't do the male stupid thing and be like, try to objectify them. You be like, hold on. You got something that I ain't got. Mm. Let, me bring, let me bring you around, make you comfortable. Yeah. So then... When you get the buy, you can help me get the buy. Yeah. And I can be straight and make sure you straight. That's what I talk more. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to all my lovely, beautiful lady friends out there. I love y'all. Mm-hmm. I know y'all love to but, watch a show and do me. But dating on, a, dating on a budget is, oh. is really up the, up the persons. And then you got to get you gotta get creative. And mm-hmm. then, bro, don't be, don't be afraid to say that ain't in my budget. Like, that's, that's one of my catchphrases. Like, that ain't in my budget. And you don't necessarily have to say it. And sometimes, like, if you want to finesse it, then... You could, you could, you could finesse it. Like, hey, you know what? Let's do something different. Let's let's go to let's. Go. Today is a good beach day. The beach still free. Also, so, let me ask you. Before, before you ask, uh-huh. I think what men fail to realize is that what a lot of women would appreciate is effort when it comes to planning dates. Uh-huh. So, and there are so many things that you could do, but I think people 
I wouldn't say people lack creativity to actually plan dates. They're just lazy. Mm. And they think that a beach date is, I took you on the beach. Okay, I can take myself on the beach. I took you to dinner. Psh, I could take myself to dinner. I took you to lunch, dude. I go to lunch every other day. Mm. What's different? Like, what is different? Okay, so I, but I, this actually applied to my question. So does chicken wings and fries constitute as a date? What? What if See, it gets their reference. What if what chicken wings and fries? We don't go on dates. I know where that's from. Oh, see, don't worry about that. You don't listen to future. That's what I'm saying. Stay away from that dark sick dark sick area. Don't worry. No, but like you know, what about what about if I just we pull up to the drive thru and they take you for bamboo? If you like bamboo, like yeah, you just once I feel like one a key a key to a key to dating on a budget is. Paying closer attention mm. because you don't you don't have the the free will to say just burst them at the bub, mm. so you can't be like hey just go get your head do or what's not like you got you got to be creative with it, so it's like you got to pay more attention pay attention to the little things that they do mm. things like that or what's not like you're like if 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 you are to that level and it's like you know that's one of her favorite shows mm. it's like you're like I get a link like I I, I find a pirated link let's go with see hey. Oh my gosh, build a little in-home theater. Like you could do, you could set it up with sheets. You could get like starry lights on Amazon for $10. You could get like popcorn, get the little customized things. These things are very cost effective. But like I say, planning yeah. takes time. And if you're lazy and you just think popping up to a fusion is going to solve it because my favorite show is there, I can take myself to fusion. And plus it, and plus it looks good. Like, like it hit different. Like mm. you, have, you ever had food cooked with love? Mm. Like that, that, that love don't be at the fast food restaurants. So That's you got to slow yeah. cook the date. All right, go ahead, PG. No, I, just, I was just agreeing with him, oh. honestly. So one question I had was, from a male's point of view, mm. should you date while you broke? Well, let me not say broke. Uh, should you date while you are financially limited? And this kind of, I wanted to ask a question about that too, because it's like, how do you get people to understand appreciation, to appreciate, right? Because some people just ain't appreciative. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of a lot of persons might not appreciate the effort. Like mm -hmm. to you, that's your last, but to them, that's like that's it. Mm -hmm. And then you just gotta go where where it's appreciated. Like that that ain't in your district. You can't go to the wedding. You can't spend spend a lot of time trying <laughs> to make someone appreciate what you bring. Yeah. You have to realize when someone doesn't, that's either God saying, "Hey, not for you." Hey, not this time. Just go where you appreciate it. Go uh, where your uh, efforts are like respected and people actually, you know, like like that. And you'll be happier in life. But if you spend time trying to get someone to appreciate what you bring, you'd be unhappy, miserable, and your self-esteem will mm -hmm. drop and you'd be super insecure. Yep. Go go where your money is valued. So you know, if you know, like right now, mm. I working with um Jamaican dollars, mm. I go into the USD shop. Because I can't really afford nothing in a USD shop. But if I shop in with US, uh, Jamaican dollars and I shop in, in the Jamaican shops, I get more for my buying. Mm. I get more for my money. So just go where your money value it. So you would say, okay, so if I'm financially limited, you're just saying, don't stop dating. But I feel like, okay. I feel like uh, you got to have priorities. Mm. You got to have priorities. So it's bigger than just, or I, if I date or I shouldn't date. Like you should have your priorities in check. So if you don't know that, hey, I, um, I financially challenged at this moment. Mm -hmm. Whereas I gotta duck some phone calls if people calling for money. I don't think you should I don't think you should answer <laughs> Keisha call 
If she if it involved, yeah, exactly. If you duck, if you duck yeah, in, yeah, duck yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm like if you duck in, duck everybody. And if you can't, if you can't pay for house, then don't pay for her. You know, mm. so just things, like you gotta have your priorities in order. Okay, I feel that. I feel okay. that because I feel like you know. Um, I think it comes to in every person's life, where, for me personally, I had to mm. cut back on a lot of things to get myself sort of sorted. Yeah. Was some financial foundation, which was the beginning of my whole financial literacy exploration. Like, you know, I feel like I had, I, me personally, I had to stop dating to get up to like, okay, I want to invest in businesses, invest in this Mm -hmm. and that, not get my money up to be like, okay, now when I come back, it's like, I got more going on. You you, you can walk with a little swag. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like I play with your mind a little Mm -hmm. bit. Like, you know, you know what it is? You date a woman, and she making more money than you. No, that ain't a that ain't no, a problem. No, no, I, I, I know that ain't a problem. But I'm saying not because she making more money than you, but you ain't making no money. Mm. So now you start thinking, wait, like you can't even focus on the relationship yeah. properly. Or you know what it is? Y'all go out, mm. and she order her meal, and now you there sweating because it's like yo, like with vibe and gratuity. Yeah. I really don't know how much shit it could be. And I know I only had a certain amount of money. Yeah. So it's like, why put yourself through that pressure? Yeah, because it's like, fam, if you have to, um, if you have to, if you're in a relationship, but you financially limited, it's mm. like, fam, challenged. Yeah. You have too much thing. You can't even focus on the relationship. So that's why I would encourage. Yeah. This is why Jay mm-hmm. said you got to know what your priorities are. So exactly. I think you know when you're in the phase of life where it's like, you know what? Right now it's just self-development, personal growth. Mm-hmm. Let me get my finances together. No dating. And, and that's okay. I think mm-hmm. people are just so afraid of like being alone. But it's like, you're not going to die. Like Man, focus on you. Well, get yeah. your money up. Man. When you have money in the bank and yeah. your life is, I wouldn't say 100% organized, but you got mm. a little bit of structure. Mm-hmm. You are a totally confident person. Mm. When you do not have money in the bank and you're trying to keep up and your life is all a little bit chaotic, you are a very insecure person. And to date while you are insecure, all you're doing is adding stress to that person that is together and have mm. their stuff going on. And that is yeah. completely unfair. Then you can mm. be, yeah. both of y'all going to go out trying to pray and you went to someone you shouldn't have been with, and she yeah. here trying to help you, and it's just yeah, it's, it's, it's just you know. So so while, hold up, I I'm in takeover, but while we here, I got uh-huh. ask everybody, and then I could chime in. Uh-huh. What if you already dated? Or like, okay, so it ain't like you dating, but it's like girlfriend and boyfriend. How how y'all feel about that situation? And Whereas, you go uh, and you become financially challenged. Yeah, so what? Like one side becomes financially challenged. Like, how do y'all see mm-hmm. that, or how do y'all approach that situation? Mom, we need to give you a mic. <laughs> <laughs> she, need, she need to keep that. Yeah. Um, I think being in a relationship and mm. then one person becomes like a little bit financially challenged. Mm-hmm. I see it as, on one hand, I see it as a test because, you know, they say like relationships are like preparation for marriage if that is your end goal. But then I also see it as, whereas, okay, well... If this person is transparent as to why they're having their financial challenges and it's something that I can accept right now, it's like mm. a baggage I could accept right now, then I'll try to like work with them. But if it's something super irresponsible and I just feel like I can't deal with it, whilst there's no like real obligation, we're not married, let me get out. Mm. So you jump and ship? Like I said, it's 
Uh, it could go either or. It could go either or. Like your your financial challenges has to be like real reasons. Like okay, mm. not you being irresponsible. I think you being irresponsible is a red flag in itself. A whole different story because you you're responsible, mm. and I, I can't grow you up. I can't train that. I can't train you in that direction. But if it's just something happened, and I can accept it, and we can work with it, move on from there, then it's a small task, and I'm willing to overlook it. And we, you know, we'll it'll be like a little bit of small little like mm -hmm. tension here and there but we mm -hmm. can work past it and get over it but if it's like a move of, out of irresponsibility and it's something that's kind of like persistent walls are not mine <laughs> like with the ring i'm gonna just jump the shit i just wish y'all gonna see your face just now yeah I yeah but I, 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 can, I can talk to this from being on both ends uh i -huh. guess like, like you know like i said before i've been the financially challenged one in our situation and you know, I removed myself out of that situation knowing that I wasn't all the way together where comfortable with myself. Mm. And then I've also been in a situation where the other person was financially challenged. Oh, you know, they dating, dating broke girls. They wasn't mate. Yeah. And mm. actually, these two situations happened relatively around the same mm. time. And they wasn't making no sense. And I had to let that situation go because that was going to make me crazy. Because mm. it's like, you know... um, so I think to Rakia's point, it is uh, something that, you know, it can be a test mm. depending on what the parameters of the situation is. Because if you, let's say you get furloughed during the pandemic, we in a pandemic, we in a recession. <laughs> I can't kill you for being without income yeah. when the whole world basically on fight. Yeah. Right. But if you, things normal and you've been, splurging money and all kind of things and accrue all this debt. Yeah. And then you lose your job because some negligence you you do. It's like, fam, I can't doing? have no sympathy for you because it's like, mm. you know, mm. all these things been piling up and you ain't making sense. So, yeah, yeah de decisions. definitely I see it's where compromise and partnership comes into play. Yeah, because that's if somebody else, you know, if one person down, the next person supposed to be like, look, we's a, we's a team. Mm. I could bring you up or whatever. That's where you compromise and say, look, I got you when you down. You got me when I down. But you got to be responsible and mature about it when that time comes to do that, you know, for the next person. Yeah. Um, I just want to add to that. I feel like um, communication when it comes to finances is, mm -hmm. is a major key mm -hmm. because in working in the banking industry, I've had couples sit in my chair and the utmost like surprises come out and mm. you just be there like, wow. Like, I, I had a dude one time call me ahead of the appointment because him and his wife were supposed to come in to get pre-qualified for mortgage. So he called me and he was like, yeah, so Mr. Johnson, um, I got one little one for my mommy. Uh, but wow. I telling you that, I just see him want to bring it up in front of my wife. And I was there like, okay. So he had a loan that he didn't tell his wife about. But they were trying to get a house together. Wow. And that loan would affect how much they qualify for. So I didn't know how you expect me to give you the proper qualification without all the information. And then there was another situation where this couple came in and it was like, okay, what, what are your savings? And the wife called off all the savings accounts or was not or all that she knew about. And then hubby came with like two extra savings. And she was like, where does money come from? And he was like, yeah, that's mine. Cool. So like he had like secret accounts that she didn't know about. Or what's not. So she was there. Just mm. that. And it was awkward for me. Because I just write yeah. it down. Like, oh, you didn't know. You didn't know about this. 
But it's like communication with finances, just like mm -hmm. how you said, um, you can't really knock nobody for going through a hard time. They gotta communicate. They gotta communicate that, and then they also gotta communicate their position because you might be thinking they okay when someone knock on your door. You thinking that's a side boy, but that's the repo come to repossess the dog. So it's like communication finances. Um, when you get, to, I feel like that's another form of intimacy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. Like I said, that's a, that's a form of intimacy. Like like you know like. And that's that's close to you. Like how much you how much you make, how much debt you yeah. right. Like it finances is such a touchy subject to talk mm -hmm. about, especially when it comes to like dating. But I think before you decide to really become like super, super serious with mm -hmm. someone, like when you see I don't know, like I'm thinking even before engagement or whatever, like you need to start discussing finances, like, yeah. hey, this is where I am, this is what I have, this is what happened in the past. Where are you? Where do you fall? Yep. Can we handle this? Can we, could, can this work? Like, and that saves you a ton mm -hmm. of hard heartache. And it just, it literally just saves you. Like if you just learn to be transparent and communicate, mm -hmm. that could save you a lot. Also habit, habits, because like um, Justin said, he was on his whole financial literacy journey, whereas he, he yeah. put a good habits in place where Shaniqua, she didn't really worry, but no mutual right. funds or nothing like mm -hmm. that. So although you all, you all kind of, Mashing right now, you all have two different habits. So when you saving, she she, she ain't worried about saving. Yeah. So like Boy, you listen to me. You gotta communicate and then make sure and your habits match up. Lifestyles tell habits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You you could see habits through lifestyles. They're not. Yeah. Like you know how hard it is to explain to somebody, fam. You worrying about this materialism and I trying to build businesses and invest into things that going mm. be multi generational and they don't understand. <laughs> That's one of my biggest. One of my biggest relationship don'ts, I don't want to be with no woman who don't understand the value of money. Like, period. Like, the value of what? Value of money. Okay. Like, if you don't understand how money work, that's a non-negotiable for me, bro. Mm. Mm -hmm. PG. Yeah, and I got to say, like, that's, that's a problem that um, people in all different cultures and all walks of places encounter because nobody really teaches money on the surface level or what's not. Like, you don't get that in school. They don't teach you that in family life. Like, what we get PE, after PE, then civics or something like that isn't on a, a school curriculums or nothing like that. So if your parents, if your parents don't have good financial habits or th that knowledge, then you're pretty much stuck. Like, what, what, what we learn about ASU and then we learn, we learn, yeah, we, we learn but ASU, we learn but um double Sunday is and then get loan to go away and then that's pretty much it. Like you know, but he's talking about the credit unions or things like that. So we gotta make that conversation more prominent. It should be. It should. Yeah. And even then in college you didn't really talk. But, you know. but Jay, I would like to thank you so much for joining us. No man, I appreciate y'all having me. This, this was, was a fun. great talk. I almost tempted to be like, we should do an after part. <laughs> but thank you again for joining us and everything cool. If you all have, actually, we could put all the Jay's handles in the description below. Yeah, my handle is the same thing for everything. So it's Jay Johnson FSF yeah. on all platforms. So you ought to just reach out. If you I didn't mean even get into him, how he's an actor as well. But that's a conversation. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. For another day. That's a different gap. That's a different boy. That's a different boy. Right. So thank you all again for watching everything cool. We can see you all later. Yeah, yes, you.